We're joined now by Wall Street expert and author of Cause Unknown. Ed Dowd has written a book that is rated a number one bestseller in the vaccinations category on Amazon right now. He's done such an amazing job uh, looking at this data from all around the world, excess mortality, disability data, and it's a horrible topic, but Ed has really done an amazing job. But we have so much to unpack today. We've got the financial collapse. We've got what's going on with banking. Uh, I mean... it's hard to even know where to start, Ed, but thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me on, Maria. It's good to be here again. It's great to have you back. Well, congratulations on your book, making it to the number one bestseller in that category. Uh, I know that you didn't do it uh, for for any other reason other than to get the truth out, and it looks like that's happening, Ed. What, what's the feedback been about people that have read Cause Unknown? Are people that aren't aware of the agenda reading it? Yeah, so what, what's been happening is someone will buy it, and then they'll buy 10 more copies and give it to their friends and family. Um, there's lots of stories like that. It's, it's a, I wrote the book for my loved ones because I wasn't able to convince my ex-wife and my children not to get it. But now they're, they're on board. They're not getting boosters. My dad got it. He's on board. Like everybody I know is on board after I started getting real hard data in the middle of 2022. Well, in the fall of 2020 uh the fall of 2021 into the first quarter of 22 and it's a disaster and the book leaves out the who and the why on purpose because you know people's worldview can't be assaulted they can't think possibly that this was a plan i don't have proof that it's it was a plan but what i do know is at this point it's a cover-up full stop the data that i see the health authorities and global governments see and we do have a pandemic right now uh, the numbers are way worse than they were for COVID. It's a pandemic of the vaccinated. We just put out a a, um, a vaccine damage report last week. The numbers are staggering and yet conservative. We analyzed the U.S. 300,000 excess deaths in 21 and 22. That's low probably from the vaccine. Uh, we have 1.36 million disabled. That's probably low from the vaccine. And 26.6 million people injured which shows up as them being chronically sick and missing lots of work. Uh, we believe that is indicative of what we're term- terming VADES, Vaccine Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. It suppresses your immune system. There's been studies done that suggest this is going on. And so the damage we, number we came up with was 150 billion in 2022 uh, and about 10% of the US population. Again, we're probably low and uh, the damage has been done. The excess deaths continue to run around 20 to 25% in the U.S. I'm sure that's similar elsewhere. So we have uh, we have a pandemic, but they're not saying that. They're keeping it quiet, and they're pretending it's uh, crazy things like climate, uh, long COVID, which, interestingly enough, long COVID doesn't have uh, a clinical definition yet. Curious. And there doesn't seem to be billions and billions of dollars of research uh, going after uh, this problem to identify it and treat it because, you know, it doesn't exist. So it's something that the media says and doctors who are pushing the Pfizer vaccine say. It's just a thing they say. It's well, not. I, I I mean, does long, co- sorry, does long COVID exist? It sure does. Like, like long pneumonia exists or long flu. This is something that happens. Sometimes people get the flu or pneumonia and they don't feel well for, you know, upwards to six months to a year. They were knocked out by it. And they had a bad bout of it. It's rare. But it happens with COVID, but it's not causing excess deaths, myocarditis, uh, stillbirths, uh, blood clotting, strokes, pneumonia in millennials. It's not causing any of that. Yeah, I, I, it's it's astounding to watch this cover up. I do want to go through some of that data. Um, but first, I just I, I think that your approach while I am fully convinced that this was planned and I know the reasons for the plan, uh, you know, I think that your approach in order to reach people that that would be too difficult to accept initially, um, you know, or get, at least get people to ask the questions is 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 very, very needed. But the problem that we have, uh, Edward, is, you know, we, we had a senator here in Australia who put forward a bill uh, a motion to investigate the excess deaths. He didn't say why uh, it was happening. He didn't, you know, make any claims, but he wanted to investigate the excess deaths in our country and a majority of the Senate 
voted against the motion. So uh, as far as a cover-up goes, absolutely there's a cover-up happening. And the fact that the majority of our government is voting against investigating, simply investigating why this is occurring and over 15% excess mortality in our country is very, very indicative of a cover-up. What what has your experience been with US politicians now that you've published all this data, which we will go through in a moment, has anyone reached out to you? Have you reached out to anyone and heard back? Well, so Senator Ron Johnson had hearings in December. I went there, so he's on top of it. Uh, but he has no power because the Senate doesn't have uh, control. The House has control. Marjorie Taylor Greene is apparently running the COVID committees there. They're not yet on the vaccine issue. I hope to be called to testify. Um, but, you know, look, my my stance is this. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of evidence to suggest it was a plan, I can't prove it. But when people realize they've been poisoned by their government and there's been a cover up, people will go down their own rabbit holes and the red pill uh, journey will happen in, in the flicker of an eyelash, uh, an eye blink, because that, uh, that, that'll that come crashing down upon their cognitive uh, dissonance so hard, so fast that they'll wake up qu- quickly. And a lot of people are gonna turn to anger. And my hope is that people don't turn to anger on that. I'm not talking about us, I'm talking about the COVIDian religious folks who turn this into a cult. Once they find out they've been poisoned, they're going to lose it. Those are the ones that are going to get violent, not us. Oh, I don't disagree. I've actually seen in the past week two videos uh, from individuals just on TikTok that are breaking down and saying, I've just realized what's happened and they can't they can't handle it. And they're saying, please be patient with us. We know we have a lot of catching up to do. Um, all of those people that were screaming from the rooftops three years ago, you were right. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that this is widespread yet, but it certainly is starting to happen, Ed. So uh, really, really, I mean, uh, when people are when people do realize something like that particularly if they've lost loved ones at the hands of a government who told them something was safe and effective and and you know bullied them with fear tactics terrorized them on television every single day terrorized their lives told them they couldn't work or feed their families unless they got this safe and effective shot and it resulted in a loved one dying unexpectedly uh i think that there is cause for anger and of course like you i don't wish for you know uh, anarchy um, or any type of uh, you know unrest, but we we need justice, and these people need to be held to justice because it is a crime against humanity. What's happened? Uh, at this point, I, I'm with you. It's a crime against humanity. Whether there was a plan or not, there's a cover up. Cover up is a crime. So people need to go to jail regardless. We can figure out uh, what went on uh, with proper discovery, but it's a crime. Full stop. Crime against humanity. They're continuing on when they knew they should have stopped. And look, I've said on many podcasts. My Ed Dad, the phenomenon that that I have become shouldn't exist. I shouldn't be here. There should have been uh, safeguards in place, like there were during the swine flu uh, problem in the U.S. in the '70s. There were 25 deaths, and they shut it down. Okay, here we are. I'm here because the numbers are so big, I can count them on government databases with statistical tools, looking at uh, long-term trends and the you know the. Um, standard deviations above long-term trends. It started happening right as vaccinations happened. So this isn't rocket science. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't exist. But the mere fact that I do is all you need to know of where we are in the world today. Well, I'm grateful that you do, Edward. Um, and the work that you've done, as I said, is is really amazing. I want to bring this up for uh, the viewers right now. This is from your website, Finance Technologies. Um, .com, finance with a PH. And this is this particular graph here is the USA data. Now, um, I don't know if you can sort of rattle off uh, off the top of your head at what we're seeing here, but I'm looking at um, the excess death rates for 2021, which really, um, you know, should have been much, much lower because we started the injections uh, around then. What, you know, this is a 36% rate of excess deaths now in 2022 thus far um or as of 2022 19.8 percent in the u.s yeah and those are conservative numbers we we took the stance of being very conservative um they're probably higher um if you i I think we have australia on our website you can pull up australia you can put in total population and you can see what's going on in your country it's a disaster 2022 went off the rails yeah, I've got, uh, excess I've got Australia up right now. Yeah, 
uh, and uh, it's a disaster. I mean, so let's just let's just step back for a second. Let's pretend the vaccine isn't doing this. Whatever Australia and the U.S. and these other countries have done as a response to COVID has resulted in more deaths. So whatever the health policies were, they're disastrous. So anybody associated with any health policy decision making or government lawmaker that was involved should be gone, resign. But obviously the deaths really started with the vaccine. So there, there's also that too. So the, the vaccine response uh, has been disastrous. I'm of the opinion that it's actually, uh, we have a pandemic right now and uh, this is full stop. People ask me, is this a depopulation plan? And I go, well, I wasn't in the room, so I don't know. But right now we have a de facto depopulation in the Western countries. The numbers as they are, if they continue, will result in a depopulation event. That's it, that's all you need to know. And we're gonna look at the uh, fertility uh, data soon enough. The problem with fertility data is there are um, instances where shocks to the world happen and birth rates go down or up a lot. So um, to measure it, the data is not as clean, but what we're noticing is there's a persistence of trends. So if the trends persistently starts to go down and stay down, then we have something. So we, we're, collect, we're waiting a little more on a little more data, and then we'll weigh in on that eventually. Uh, we've stayed away from it because it's just, it's just not as clean as the excess deaths. So I just, for the viewers, because we're not uh, all experts on analyzing data and I'm sure the fact checkers will come back and say these are nonsense graphs as they've done to me uh, before. Thanks, AAP fact check. Uh, you lied in that article. But anyway, um, uh, I, I, the article I'm referencing, Ed, is, is actually the, um, the government's own data from the UK, which was represented on a graph that someone put together with the government's data and they called it a nonsense graph and called some expert in to confirm that it was nonsense. I mean, it's unbelievable. So can you just talk us through how the data was actually obtained and then everyone who's watching can head to financetechnologies.com, go to the projects page and you'll actually find uh, find data for the UK, the U USA, AU, Ireland uh, and, um, and and others I think as well there. Yeah, so we have all Europe, the UK, Germany, uh, Ireland, Australia and the US. The um... The Euro data was from Eurostat. The UK data, I think, was from their ONS. The US data, we used the UN data because we didn't trust the CDC. And uh, uh, I don't, I don't remember what database we used for Australia, but it, it's a good database. And this is these are these are government databases or you know the UN database. And we wrote my my team, uh, Carlos and Yuri are PhD physicists. Uh, we're partners at this firm. They wrote methodology papers on how to correctly calculate uh, excess deaths because to establish excess deaths, you need a baseline death rate. And they went back 10 years in all these countries and they adjusted for uh, noise and population growth or decline because you get different answers if you don't adjust for that. So you can get biases up or down on excess deaths depending upon what the population is doing. So we adjusted for all that. So we compare all countries, apples to apples, rather than apples to oranges. And the numbers that come out are horrendous. And so, you know, if this, if, if this was a, we're not bothering with the peer reviewed process because it's a joke, but this is the type of work we've done is something that peer reviewed uh, scientists would do. This is a research, our website's a research paper on excess deaths and disabilities in the US and it, you know, no one's really come to debunk us yet because we have methodology papers that people can download and look at. And uh, this is very professionally done research. This isn't a bunch of guys on the Internet playing with Excel spreadsheets. Uh, this is serious work that I think um, will be used in the future court cases as evidence. Uh, you know, we're open to criticisms and, and, and uh, collaboration, but... Uh, for the most part, the fact checkers have left this website alone, haven't really talked about it. I wonder why. <laughs> well, I've just got the Australian data up here for everyone. The source for the weekly deaths is the Australian Bureau of Statistics, which is, you know, data that's been brought up as well in the Senate. Uh, source for the vaccination data is the Australian government DHAC. Alternate source for vaccination data is our world in data. And then source for population estimates is directly from the UN. You can view all of the sources there. So this is an absolutely fantastic resource for your friends, for your family, if you're watching, to actually 
really uh, help educate them as to as to what is going on uh, in the world at the moment and why they might be seeing their loved ones passing away. You know, I've heard people say Ed, that, oh, it's got nothing to do with the injections where your data actually does show the direct correlation. So it's a really, really amazing education piece. And I encourage everyone to look at it. Uh, at the same time that we have this absolutely chaotic um, rate of disabilities and deaths occurring in the world, Ed, we've also got what may be the greatest financial collapse we've seen ever uh, staring us in the face. We've had SVB, we've had Signature Bank, we've had um, uh, with credit the announcement about Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, uh, and the president of Kenya recently told his citizens to get rid of their US dollars because the world is going to look very, very different in a couple of weeks. I'd really like to talk about that because, I mean, it, it, it's challenging because there are so many different problems happening at once, uh, but we have to focus on on all, I guess, Ed. So the collapse is in process. Uh, it hasn't really gone on most of the globe yet that it's in process like the COVID vaccine issue, it's being hidden from everyone. And uh, I would like to point out something that was occurring before COVID to just kind of set the table. If many of you don't know, many of you do, because you're, if you're watching the show, you're probably in, in the know, but uh, there were a lot of protests and riots going on in France in 2018 and 2019. They were called the Yellow Jacket riots and, and protests. COVID came, and all those protests mysteriously disappeared. The same thing was happening in Hong Kong and COVID wiped that off the map. Isn't that interesting? COVID, got, you instill a fear of a virus. No one wants to go protest next to anybody else in the streets. So if there was a plan, one of the things you would do if you're gonna collapse the system or knew it was gonna collapse, you'd introduce a control system, uh, COVID, that would prevent people from gathering, traveling, uh, make blame blame your financial collapse on something else, not you, the central banker or the or the politician. So that was perfect. Whether it was uh, released on purpose or not doesn't matter. It was used as an excuse. You fast forward to today, they're rioting again in the streets of France because they're trying to take away the pensions. the The bottom line is we have a uh, sovereign global debt crisis brewing. The pensions and obligations that are due to the aging Western populations can't be met. And 99% of the globe doesn't know this, but the social contract has been broken, meaning you pay into the system and then you retire and you get your pension. That's gone. Um, and so um, to deal with that, uh, there's a lot of um, things at play and uh, allies that used to be allies are starting to freak out because their own power base is eroding as people within their country start to uh, become quite upset with uh, what's going on economically and with inflation, which is about to turn to deflation, by the way, because that's what happens. You have cycles of inflation, then deflationary busts. So what's going on? So the system is 109 years old, started in 1913. It's a multi-generational fractional reserve banking system. And it's a Ponzi scheme, but it's a, it's a long-term generational Ponzi scheme. It's near the end. The US dollar is the world reserve's currency. It's a debt-based fiat system. And it's, it's gotten to all corners of the globe. It has nowhere else to go, and it needs constant growth. Growth is the key to credit and Ponzi. Once the growth stops, you have defaults, you have bankruptcies, you have uh, decreased economic activity. That was beginning in 2019. Then COVID came along, and the, all the central banks and governments printed like drunken sailors, spent like drunken sailors, and they kicked the can down the road another two years. Well, here we are, and... Uh, We've had uh, raging inflation. We've had the U.S. dollar go up at the same time as this inflation, which never happened before. Usually, commodity prices go go up when the dollar is going down, and vice versa. This is uh, this did not occur. So while we were having inflation, we were having a global credit contraction, and that's exemplified by the dollar going up. Fast forward uh, to Silicon Valley Bank, uh, out, of, out of nowhere, mind you, while this is going on last year, the economy was falling apart. We have economic indicators that showed that. So the underlying real economy was falling apart and uh, Silicon Valley Bank seemingly out of nowhere goes poof. And then uh, quickly they, the Fed met over the weekend. They were scared to death because they you know, basically gave all these banks loans to against their treasury assets 
that are trading at 70 cents on the dollar, they gave loans at par. So they gave them the full amount. And all that that's done is slowed down the inevitable. So there's going to be fewer banks in the U.S. The regional banks are going to collapse over time, consolidate into the biggest six, uh, the six biggest systemically important banks. And the, you know, the, the, the people that are collapsing the system, whether they're doing it on purpose or they don't know what they're doing, they need to slow it down. And they've done that. So they're slowing it down so that it's slow. The reason why we don't want fast, fast uh, <laughs> is chaotic and chaotic leads to panic and they, they lose control as well. So right. I predicted quite early on a couple of weeks ago, this they're going to put their finger in the dike and try to slow this down. So we're in a slow motion train wreck. It may start to pick up speed, I think, in the fall. There may and there may be may, may, there may be some emergency meetings in the fall. But my thesis is now the dollar's been weak lately because there's a lot of chatter about company countries trying to get rid of the dollar. Problem is, a lot of their debt is in the dollar, so they can't get rid of the dollar that easily. They have to pay back their debt in the dollar because they issued dollar-denominated foreign bonds. So my belief is the dollar is going to probably find a low here soon. And as the credit contraction and the economies of the globe slow, the dollar will go back up again, which will be a sign will be a sign of uh, um, liquidity issues and banking issues and credit issues and defaults. So the dollar ultimately fails up. I don't know when that is. That could be, you know, two months from now or you know three, four years from now. But there'll be another meeting of the minds to call together Bretton Woods Four to introduce a new system. And the goal, their goal, is to keep all of us out of the room, and they, you know, you know, start a new system, which I believe will be the central bank digital currency. Which, if that happens, then we're slaves, digital slaves. So there's a lot going on. Um, the globe's been poisoned. The uh, economies crash, are going to start crashing. There'll be chaos, social unrest. So what do we do? <laughs> what do we? I, it's so bad that I have to laugh about this a little bit. What do we do? We have to be uh, um, alerting as many people as possible. Stop the vaccine. Stop taking it. We need to uh, get right with um, God and, and, and yourself and uh, keep your calm. No fear. I mean, life goes on. You know, people will get married, have children, but it's going to be more difficult to do all those things. But you can't live in a state of fear. You can't be tied to your material possessions and just have a, a, a tight community of people you love that are, have your back. And that's what I'm doing. I live on Maui. We're having meetings, kind of. Uh, the, we don't make it formal because we don't. We're, you know, we're kind of like independent thinkers, so we can't have a leader because you know we don't listen to anybody. But so we have like loose knit organizations of people where we meet and we just talk and we, you know, get each other's backs. So it's not formal; it's informal. So that's what we're doing. I and think that's uh, wonderful. I'm hoping. Look, look, I hope I'm wrong, Maria. You know, I hope I'm wrong, but you know, it's kind of a slow motion Mad Max. And the, the vaccine damage is going to cause economic damage for years to come. I, I don't think you're wrong, sadly. Um, and I think that you're right in the sense that, that there is a boiling frog uh, technique that's being applied like there was with the injections, like there was with the lockdowns, like there is with every crisis that they're manufacturing, um, including the economic collapse. Because if it all happened far too quickly, too many people would be alerted to the fact that something's very wrong. So we'll put on a dog and pony show in the media. We'll focus on, we'll, we'll make sure that we're indicting Trump right in the middle of this collapse. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure that we distract everyone from that with other things. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 I, I see the way that it's heading and I see the fact that more and more people are speaking about, speaking up and, more important, more people are realizing. Uh, but at the same time, there's this effort to squash the the any form of free speech like we saw with the Restrict Act or Bill S-686 in the United States. Uh, I know that you're quite, you've got some views on this. Talk to us about what you think. Um, well, you know what, let's, let's start with the Trump situation, Edward. Yeah, so I haven't been paying much attention to it because I, I believe like you, it's a distraction. Um, there's no legal case here. They want people to be mad at each other. They want every, you know, they want the blue team yelling at the red team, red team yelling at the blue team. So what's going on in New York today? You see, uh, you see police rails. You have one side screaming at the other, and that's what they want. Um, 
it's classic. This is classic Babylonian mystery school. How do you control large populations? You get the pitchfork people to um, think that the torch people want their pitchforks, and then they fight each other, and you sit up in the castle and laugh. That, that's been going on forever. This is another tactic. So, you know, a lot of people are weighing in with political commentary about, um, oh, you know, this is uh, this is going to open up Pandora's box and this and that. Well, look, Pandora's box has been opened up, guys, with the vaccine. So, you know, this this Kabuki theater with Trump doesn't bother me that much because we just poisoned uh, five billion people in the, in the world. So uh, this I view as a distraction. The biggest issue in my mind is. We need to alert the 5 billion people that have been poisoned. We need to alert them that their immune systems are depressed, and then we can heal them. And then once they figure out they've been poisoned, they wake up, they go down the red pill journey on their own, and uh, they wake up and we change the world. So once everyone realizes they've been poisoned by their governments, things change. The Trump, Biden, I mean, it's it's kabuki theater in my mind. I put out a funny tweet. I, I you know I'm not a big fan of Operation Warp Speed, man, which is Trump. Nor, nor do I think Biden is uh, capable of even uttering sentences. But I put out a tweet. I said, um, you may have noticed today that uh, Trump was able to walk up and down the courthouse stairs without falling down. That's just my that's my attempt at a sense of humor. Try to laugh about the I mean, because everybody's very serious today. I thought I'd inject some humor. And I put the uh, gif of uh, Biden walking up the plane steps, falling multiple times. So that's where my head's at on this. It's nonsense. And I, I, I try not to get distracted by it. Look, I, I agree with you. Um, I I am I've publicly stated my disdain for Trump's support of the injections many many times. I think that it's interesting that um, the the response that this has caused, which is to make a lot of people forget about their disdain for that, um, and you know go back to supporting Trump. I do think that what's happening in the United States is is unbelievable to be sitting here and pulling up nonsense charges against your political opposition just to stop your political opposition uh, is is absolutely unforgivable and should not be allowed. And uh, regardless of which side of the political fence you sit on, no one should be standing for this right now. Uh, and as always, those that were elected... Um, very few of them are actually speaking up against this. And it's the case with everything, Ed, whether it be excess deaths, whether it be the fraud, you know, I mean, the number of times Fauci has been on the stand and nothing has happened. This man is a criminal. He's a eugenicist, uh, him and all his buddies. And not one arrest has been made. Not one criminal charge has been filed. I mean, what is going on? What is the point of these government officials? I'm beside myself with the incompetence and the criminality that's going on, both on the healthcare side and the financial side. We got we got clowns everywhere. Janet Yellen was in a, uh, a Senate testimony with Ron Johnson. He asked her about the the, the purpose of the hearing was the the ten year budget projections. She didn't even know what the debt was going to be from that ten year projection. He asked her the number. She didn't know it, and she started fumbling through some big print out of uh, computer paper and that's where we are we're, we're, we're run by clowns and or criminals or both clownish criminals that seem that, that they're not even good at being criminals so at some point this is going to come to a head i'm just trying to get the information out and what people do with that information i don't control but it, you know i feel like everyone needs to know they were poisoned to some degree or not and i i'm hoping that this can you know, people can be healed, but justice needs to be served. If it isn't, anarchy will ensue. And, you know, I predict three, five years from now, if they don't uh, bring these people to justice, there'll be something, you know, called star chambers, which are people trying them privately and then going and taking them out. I'm not saying I'm going to do that. I'm not going to be involved in that, but that will happen. There will be vigilantes that say, you know what, we're done with this. And they'll form their own courts. Uh, find them guilty and then go ad adjudicate justice, however that may uh, manifest itself. And that's when we have total, complete anarchy. Rule of law is gone and it's over. I think that they fear that happening very much on a grand scale. Uh, I think that when we look at, you know, I'll, I'll just give an example. Um, we just had major protests in France. Then we had major protests in Israel because Netanyahu was trying to overrule any 
decision by the courts and give the government power to overrule any court decision, essentially. And people went and protesting and they declared, uh, protested, they declared civil war and Netanyahu pulled back and said, look, we'll revisit this later uh, in the summer because we can't have civil war in the country. And, you know, it just so happens to be at the same time that this stuff's happening with Trump in the United States, because if all these countries end up with anarchy all at once, there aren't enough law enforcement officers or UN goons to deal with all of them. That's the reality. So they need controlled chaos, Edward. That is what they want. Well, yeah. So if if true chaos ensued, um, the guards that guard them will have to worry about their families and will abandon them immediately to go take care of their loved ones. So you need a you need the bones of a system to transfer payments to your security guards. And once that goes, it's it's Katie bar the door. It's every man for himself. And they can't have that. I mean, that that's that is that is that's their true fear. And, you know, the CCP, their biggest fear has always been their own people. I remember in 2003, uh, the, I was at BlackRock. I was running a large cap growth fund. The energy guys down the hall were going to China all the time because commodities were taking off and they would come back every China visit. They would come back and say, man, they're really focused on getting people jobs and getting the economy going because their biggest fear is their own people. So that's what power fears is their own people. And, and it's an extreme example in China because their power comes from um, not, not from elections, but from uh, dictate. But they were able to keep it together as long as people were being fed and getting homes and, and getting jobs. We're now seeing that go the opposite way in China. 2020, they hit a wall. They're economically imploding. Uh, COVID zero policy was covered for food riots, bank riots, job riots. COVID riots, you name it. Um, and uh, they, are, they are deathly afraid, and that's why they need to create a boogeyman, which is uh, someone else, and then go to war. These things always end in the those in power going to war to, to turn the attention away from internal issues into patriotic, you know, propagandic, propagandist uh, nonsense. I have to agree with you. And disclaimer for asio watching certainly not calling for civil unrest uh but we're just no talking not at all about... I, 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 no we're just analysts we're just predicting what might happen if this, if if justice isn't served and we get uh we get some sort of modicum of uh, normal humans in office and we certainly don't don't want to see anarchy i've said this many many times uh i don't want to see our streets on fire i love my country um, I'm sure you love yours too, Ed. And oh yeah, I will. Is... I will not go to. I will not be involved in any anarchy or protests that are violent. I'm. I, I'm just an analyst. But you know, it's on the table if they don't. If, if justice isn't served at some point, that's that, that's on the table. So I want to ask you about uh, the Restrict Act and Bill Six Eight Six. You said to me before we we started recording that you really feel that this is because so much truth is coming out there on their last legs. This is them trying to silence everyone. I want to, uh, for those that don't know about the Restrict Act, um, it, it seeks to essentially stop any form of independent media, but not just independent media. It seeks to stop any individuals uh, from being able to disagree with the government on any online platform uh, at the risk of a penalty of a million dollars, I think it is, Ed, and 20 years imprisonment. This can be for past, uh, past, present or future, so thought crimes. Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. It's Orwellian. This is um, beyond the Patriot Act on steroids. It is the most insane legislation I've read through and and the thing is that in Europe they have the Digital Services Act which I will report on more in in weeks to come and Australia um, has started by banning TikTok on government devices and now is saying we need to look at further measures like the United States. Um, it, it, this is absolutely insane Edward. If they get away with this it will be the end of truth. Um, talk to us about what your thoughts are. So TikTok is being offered up as a uh, um, sacrificial lamb. They're using TikTok to say, oh, it's, it's infiltrated by the Chinese and we need to restrict it. But under, that, that's, that's a red herring. It's, it's nonsense. Why, you know, they had an opportunity to get rid of TikTok years ago and they chose not to. They're using it to entice you into thinking they're doing something about a threat from the outside. The real threat is on the inside and that's truth and, and, and they will restrict your ability to say anything. And for me, that's a tell 
I'm an analyst. When watch what they do, know what they say. The reason they, they they need to do this is things are going to implode economically, and they know that, and they can't have people running around explaining what just happened. Which is, it's the central banks and the politicians. So we're at the end end game or close to it. And um, and again, when I say that, I don't mean it's going to be a day in time and it'll be in the newspapers. It could take two to three years, but we're close. And um, if you have people who don't think that something very wrong is going on, talk to them about the Patriot Act and say, why would they? Why would your government need to do this unless they were fearful of losing control over the narrative? And the reason why they're fearful is the narrative is so bad uh, on the side of truth. The truth narrative is so bad to their power that they can't they can't let the truth out. It's bad. I mean, most of the global governments. Um, either uh, knowingly or unknowingly poison their populations. And when that comes out, that's going to be a big problem. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely right. This is the, the last ditch effort as all of us start to call for the accountability phase. And this is something that's widespread at this point. You know, there are no more excuses, particularly with the excess mortality data that's out there. You can't excuse that. You can't excuse the Australian Senate voting against investigation of excess deaths. That means that everyone who cast their vote to not investigate this either knows or was directly involved in the murder of the Australian people. Uh, that th th this is how how plainly I will put this. Uh, it it's absolutely astounding to me that these people aren't under investigation for not wanting to investigate excess deaths. I mean, it's 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 beyond criminal. It's disgusting, and uh, and I hope these people struggle to sleep at night. I want to go back to um to what's happening with the 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 finance side of things, Ed. Um, you know, again, jumping topics, but. With the, I want to ask you if you believe that the collapse is orchestrated in order to bring in central bank digital currencies. And do you think, you, you mentioned a timeline to me before that was anywhere from two months to three years. What is the realistic, uh, what are the realistic steps that you think they'll take to get us there? So the system is going to collapse of its own weight. And if you know that it's going to collapse, wouldn't you like to introduce a system where you're in control of the new system? So that's what I believe is going on. They can't, I don't think, a lot of people say, oh, are they doing this on purpose? Well, it was going to happen anyways. So, um, and if you're, if it's going to happen, wouldn't you like to control it on the way down and get rid of the regional banks and make the banking system very consolidated into six big banks in the U.S.? So that then it would be a lot easier to introduce a central bank digital currency. And so banking becomes like a utility pretty much owned by the government and linked to the central bank digital currency. And then from there, once the central bank digital currency is linked to all your credit cards and bank accounts, then social um, controls can be implemented. You can't have, if you're a dissenter like me talking about truth, they shut you down. It's just shut off your account. Um, if they decided that uh, cow farts are a big thing and they don't want you to eat meat, you'll have a quota. You go to the ca cash register and you try to ring up your meat and the woman at the cash register says, they won't let me ring you up. That's the kind of control, end-to-end -end control. It is literally a, 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 um, a, a prison planet, so to speak. Yes, prison planet is the word. Uh, and match that with the geofencing and all of the additional surveillance that they want in the 15-minute cities, uh, we're literally screwed. So this is um, this is something that every single person needs to be aware of. Uh, I want to ask you about BRICS because we're getting word now that BRICS is going to be gold-backed. It's going to be backed by other uh, rare earth minerals, um, which seems like a more reliable system, but at this, in terms of the transparency of the monetary value. But the problem with BRICS as well, like everything else, they're, they're looking at a digital solution too. So how much do we know about this and is it likely going to be a strong world competitor? Well, let's, let's think about as corrupt as the U.S. has become, it's not, and there's still voices of dissent here, it's not as corrupt as Russia is or China. Um, so... And, and we have the SWIFT payment system where you have to, you know, basically do a lot of your transactions in dollars. We have the petrodollar still, 
And remember, I told you earlier that a lot of their debt is denominated in dollars. So I think this is more um, uh, aspirational goals and it's going to be implemented right away and the dollar goes to zero kind of thing. And but well before the dollar, if, if they had any kind of traction, we will create a reason to go to war here in the U.S. to stop it. And then we'll, you know, there'll be propaganda in the U.S. about why we need to go to war against so-and-so they'll just make something up propagandize the population and and they're and we're off and running so i just don't think the BRICS are going to be as successful as the headlines suggest people love to hate on the, the u.s dollar i just know how the system works and it's going to fail up eventually um and you're right they want to introduce their own forms of digital control so is that is this a grand kabuki theater are they is everybody in cahoots and they're playing a game that you know for us i don't know but at this point i just know that central bank digital currency is bad for the common man and woman i just know that uh, the COVID vaccines are uh, killing and 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 disabling and injuring uh you know a whole host of people i i, I think i looked i think there was like globally i took the numbers in the u.s and i, I took a stab at the estimate I think it was um, five million dead uh, uh, globally uh, from the vaccine, nine hundred million injured, and I, I can't remember the disabilities, but it's between you know five million and nine hundred million. And the and the nine hundred million, the problem with these buckets, they're not static. So if you're injured, you can become disabled and or dead. So nine hundred million people are walking around this planet with uh, suppressed immune systems, which also isn't good for you and me. Because they're going to get sick and you know with all sorts of stuff that has been you know defeated and then we might get that even though our immune system's fine you know i, I really don't want to get shingles uh i don't want to get uh uh malaria or whatever or pneumonia or whatever uh people are going to get because their immune systems are suppressed well i certainly don't want to be insensitive to people that have had the injections but i personally try and avoid interaction with as many people as i can that have uh, until we know more until we know the extent of the shedding until we know the extent of the shedding of the toxins uh that are in the injections i mean there, there are still so many um un unknowns and variables well, what i do know is this the shedding issue is not yet been uh adjudicated upon but if your immune system is suppressed and you're sick all the time and i hang out with you all the time i have a better chance of getting what you get just because i'm around you but my immune system's better but it's just that just there's more disease prevalent in the globe more different things and, and the problem is we don't want to create a or further contribute to the divide in society but it's just safer at the moment to be cautious uh particularly if someone is highly injected you know we're talking four or five shots um it is safer to be cautious I, uh, I recall someone, you know, visiting someone at one point who just had the injection that day and was instantly very, very sick. That person, unfortunately, um, has permanent heart issues now because of their uh, injections. Lovely lady. Um, and, you know, I, I felt immediately like, well, I shouldn't be around you if you're sick, whereas I normally would, wouldn't mind... Uh, you know, Edward, I'll go and hug and kiss someone that's got a cold. It doesn't bother me because uh, my immune system's strong. So, <laughs> you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really sad thing. I don't think the world is very prepared for the sadness that is coming as people, as you said, start to wake up to um, the horrendous crimes that have been committed, the horrendous poisoning of the population that has occurred. Um, if... Uh, th th this is th these are some things that I say to people, Edward. I, I tell people that they need to prepare in a number of ways because at any time, if control of the narrative is lost and chaos does occur, they have spoken openly about things like cyber COVID and having to shut down the grid and things like that. That's all available on the World Economic Forum website. Um, and, you know, everything becoming digital after that time. So we still have a possibility of that scenario in the future. Uh, parallel economies and things of this nature, what's likely uh, to survive in, in that in-between or what's likely to survive even after a CBDC? Gold and silver have been, uh, you know, have lasted throughout history. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the, I think um, there's two there's two ways. We get a seat at the table, meaning us, the global citizens, get a seat at the table for the new monetary system. If we don't, uh, we create a new seat, a new tables, a, not, not a new seat, a different table. That'll be a black market. 
I'm not opting into a world where I can't eat meat because, you know, some bureaucrat presses a button and the quote, my quota is, uh, yeah, I'm just not living there. I, I didn't grow up that way. I have the nature where I don't like being told what to do. I should listen to people's suggestions more, but that's just how I'm wired. That's why I didn't take the vaccine. I'm just one of these people. Don't tell me what to do. Sometimes it's good advice, but that's just my, my, my initial reaction. That's just how I am. Um, so I'm not going to participate in any central bank digital currency economy. Uh, worst case scenario, I've already done this in my head. I talked about it uh, when I interviewed on Tucker Carlson. He asked me, were you ever afraid? I said, no, worst case scenario, I go live in the jungles of Hana here on Maui. I run around in a loincloth, drink coconuts and hunt deer. I just, I'm just not, that's just, that's just my mindset. That's just who, that's the way I am. Um, but, you know, uh, talking about the, the, the people who, who've been injured with the vaccine, I personally don't avoid people, but if obviously they're sick with something, they should avoid us. Um, I, like you said, a cold, I don't mind, but I'm not, I'm not avoiding the vax, vaccine, uh, vaccinated, because what's the good news, uh, Maria, is a lot of people have stopped taking boosters. So there's a lot of people who are done with this. I think we've reached a lot of people who may not uh, be as vocal as we are, but are silently saying to themselves, yeah, it doesn't work. I, 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 I see some weird things going on. I'm not getting any more done. So that's good. That's the good news. It is the good news. And we see even Bill Gates talking about the fact that he's so sad that childhood vaccination rates have dropped over the past couple of years. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, this is what we wanted. You know, at this point, I don't think any injections can be trusted. Um, I don't think they ever will be trusted again. And anyone who's still trusting them, knowing the devastation that's gone out a, a, around the world right now, I mean, I, I, I just don't trust the pharmaceutical industry as a whole. Uh, Ed Dowd, uh, I just want to bring up your book again for everyone. Cause Unknown. You can find it on Amazon, Booktopia, if you want to support um, others, uh, people other than Amazon. Um, but it, it's really great that he's made it to the one, number one bestseller in vaccinations. I think that's an amazing feat. I think it's really, really important to get the truth out there because ultimately you and I know all of this stuff. The people that generally watch my programs know this stuff. Um, it is more about reaching those that aren't aware so that we can actually see justice and and help these people, help them, help them recover. Yeah, this book uh, I wrote for my loved ones uh, and I wrote it for hopefully everybody else's loved ones because we all have people in our lives that think that we're a little off and crazy. The good news is as, as we roll through time, I'm becoming less crazy and people are seeking out my opinion. Uh, here's a good, here's, a, here's two anecdotal stories. My son got a call from his friend in high school, he's in college, and he said, you know, my mom wants your dad's number. So there you go. And then my daughter told me a couple nights ago that she, uh, her friend said, oh, I saw your dad's book on my, my father's desk. So it's beginning. It's like, it, the word is spreading. Some people aren't as vocal as we are. Um, people come around to the information when they come around to it, but the good news is, it's it's spreading it's word of mouth it's certainly the mainstream media is not helping us it is currently number one in three categories vaccinations immunology and virology and it also is consistently in the top you know it hovers between top 1000 and top 100 on amazon depending upon the interviews i do so it's 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 a slow grinding bestseller and i hope the word gets out well, just on the mainstream media, uh, Edward, just this week on Zero Time, we reported on the fact that they are presenting the illusion that a lot more people feel this way than they actually do. You go onto any of their social media comments when they have them open, and it's it's just overwhelmingly negative. Uh, and while I understand that not everyone is engaging with them on social media and uh, the, the, the fact that most people, when they have the opportunity to comment or criticize, is just negative. It's It's not people agreeing with them uh just this this week i was i posted on telegram there was a live stream of trump in court cnn had twenty two thousand watching on youtube 
uh, Crowder had 175 watching on Rumble. So, <laughs> thousand, that is. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's, it's very clear to me that more and more people are flocking to the truth. Um, and, you know, CNN is a dying breed of what we call the legacy media. No one really watches it other than to criticize them anymore. Um, and, and that is what it is. So, so people like you are really the reason why independent media has been able to get the truth out, uh, Edward, because I can sit and talk all day, but ultimately not everyone's going to believe me, but someone like you who has the expertise and is able to put the data together and, and write it so succinctly and, and have a resource for people, uh, they may just listen. So thank you so much for your work. Again, finance technologies with a ph.com uh, for all of that data. And we're really grateful for your time today, Edward. Maria, it's so uh, great to be here again. Uh, you, were, you were one of the first interviews I did, and we had a lot of fun. I believe we laughed a lot. We I tried to get, I, I, I tried to make it light today, but it, it, it's grim because the damage is awful. But I'm trying, I'm trying to find Gallo's humor somewhere because I'll go insane if I don't. So thank you for all your work. I appreciate that, Edward, and I appreciate the fact that you care so much about humanity and, and are trying to lighten the times that we're living in. We certainly need to keep joy in our hearts, so that's that's admirable. Thank you. Well, as we've just heard from Ed, none of us can be certain as to the exact timing of the economic collapse, but it is going to happen. It is inevitable. Uh, Ed's been warning about this for some time, even on this platform and many, many others, and we can see that they are putting in the building blocks of CBDCs now as we speak. The only way around that is a parallel economy. I don't want to trade in that system. I don't want to be part of it. And I know that there are many, many people out there who feel the same way. Gold and silver is one of the solutions that we promote uh, aggressively because we really, really believe in it. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. If you're not already following us on our socials, Z Media on Telegram is uh, the place where we post updates seven days a week. Uh, Maria.Z with three E's on Instagram. Don't go to Facebook. We're overly shadow banned on there. <laughs> YouTube, Z Media, Rumble as well, Maria Z and a few others there. So we do encourage you to follow us on those platforms. Share the content. It's free. It's there for everyone to educate themselves. Share it with your loved ones. You know, this, this particular interview with Ed is one that I think that people who are on the fence would really be receptive to. So I'm hoping that it really does make a difference out there as so many wonderful people are doing and I just see such a great strength and courage emerging uh, even more than before in humanity. And for that, I'm grateful. And I'm sure that if you're watching this, you're part of that. Thank you all. God bless you. And I'll see you very, very soon.